0: I'm Justin Lesko, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Brown Belt, and former pro MMA fighter. This weekend was UFC 273, and it was a great card that I thoroughly enjoyed. And as much as I would love to talk about every single fight, I'm just gonna hit on the three really big ones. I will, however, take a quick second here to remind you all that Mackenzie Dern is from Phoenix. I know the UFC has been fooled by her fake Portuguese accent and said she's from Brazil on the broadcast and had the Brazilian flag next to her name in her graphic, but she's American and from Arizona. She is an incredible fighter and she has world-class jujitsu. but she also fakes her accent. And if you go to YouTube and type in Mackenzie Dern accent, you can watch a really good video showing her adopting this fake accent over a period of a few years. And I'm taking the quick second to tell you this because in case you missed it in her post-fight interview at UFC 273, she was literally going in and out of the accent mid-sentence and boy, does it bother me more than it probably should. But moving right along, at UFC 273, Kamzat Shimaev faced the biggest test of his career against Gilbert Burns, and these guys went at it. This was one of those fights where I wish it was five rounds instead of three, a fight where it was the fight on the card I was most looking forward to, and at the end of the night, it was the fight that I enjoyed the most. Kamzat Shimaev has handled every test in his UFC career with ease, and he's steamrolled everyone he's faced. Gilbert Burns had other plans for Hamzat though. The big question coming into this fight was could Gilbert's extremely high-level jiu-jitsu nullify Hamzat's superior wrestling? Well, Hamzat did manage to put Gilbert down a few times, and instead of Hamzat's usual dominance and smothering grappling, these guys just beat the hell out of each other from inside Gilbert's guard, and then they eventually stood back up and continued to beat the hell out of each other. There were some big exchanges with both guys doing damage, and by some, I mean a lot, and by damage, I mean incredible bombs were landing. Gilbert is a guy who we've seen big power from him in the past and he tagged Hamzat a few times, but Hamzat just kept coming and returning fire. I think regardless of the result, Hamzat won a decision by the way, spoiler alert. I think even if he had lost, his stock was still going up after a fight like this. We got some very big questions answered about him in this fight. Can he go the distance in a grueling fight? Yeah, he fucking can. Every fight leading up to this one was relatively easy for him and people questioned whether he had the ability to fight for a full 15 or 25 minutes if he had to. We now know that he can. Can Hamzat take a shot? He sure can. He ate some big bombs from Gilbert and even when he looked a little staggered, there was no retreat, he stayed right in there. Does he really belong at the top of the division? Yeah, I I think he does. The UFC rankings make no sense. But Gilbert Burns was the number two guy ranked coming into this fight and I think that was an accurate ranking. Even if you think the judges got it wrong in this fight and you think Gilbert actually won, Hamzat hung right in there with the number two guy in the welterweight division. He belongs at the top of the rankings. Dana White even said before the fight that should Hamzat win he wants him versus Colby Covington on ABC and I really 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 want to see that fight because I would love for Hamzat to smash Colby Covington. but. We'll see if that fight gets announced or scheduled. Also, Gilbert Burns isn't going anywhere. And if I was in charge of the rankings, which for some reason I am not, maybe it's because I publicly told the UFC their rankings suck, who knows? But if I was ranking the fighters, I'd still rank Gilbert in the top five at welterweight. The dude is a killer and beats almost everyone else in that division. Personally, I'm glad the hype train will keep rolling here. Hamzat is a fun guy to watch and his fights are Always ones that I will look forward to. In the Komen event at UFC 273, Aljamain Sterling defeated Piotr Jan in their rematch via split decision with two judges scoring the fight 48-47 for Sterling and one judge scoring at 48-47 for Jan. But was that the right decision? Was this a robbery or just a close fight? If you look at the scorecards, you can see that they are three identical cards with only one difference, Judge Christopher Lee scored the first round for Jan, while Saul D'Amato and Alicia Rodriguez scored it for Aljo. Every other round is scored exactly the same on all the cards. Aljo won rounds 2 and 3, and Jan won rounds 4 and 5. Rounds 2 and 3 were obviously Aljo's rounds. I think for 6 of those 10 combined minutes, Aljo was on Jan's back. And even though he didn't really do a ton of damage or finish a submission, he still had dominant control for the majority of those 2 rounds. Rounds four and five, Jan did most of the damage and managed to stay on top in the grappling exchanges. The few times it looked like Aljo would get another dominant position on the mat, Jan reversed it or escaped back to the feet. Round one was the decider and it was a close round, but I think the judges got it wrong. I'm not going to do that Luke Thomas thing and say I watched the first round 49 times because that's a silly thing to say because I didn't do that, but I have watched it a few times through. Most of round one, Aljo was on his bike evading Jan. Jan was aggressive with his forward pressure and he was looking to lead the dance and Aljo was using his footwork to create space and avoid exchanging on Jan's terms. When the two did exchange, Jan got the better of those exchanges. There were a few occasions in the first round where Aljo looked for takedowns, but Jan defended those pretty easily. If you showed just this one round to 100 people, I don't think you'd be able to find more than 25 of them who would score it for Sterling. There were people who scored the fight overall as a draw and some who scored it for Sterling based on the second and or third round being scored as a 10-8 round since Aljo had such dominant control for such a long period of time. If that were the case, that round two and three were 10-8s and that's how Sterling eked out the win, I would have less complaints honestly my complaint with these scorecards is that if you're saying the middle rounds were 10 nines, then Jan won. He won round one, and all three judges agree with me that he won rounds four and five. I can see the argument for 10 eights in favor of Aljo. I'd still personally score them as 10 nines because he wasn't landing like a barrage of damaging shots, and he wasn't really even that close to a submission. He had control, but no damage to go with that control, so I'd still score them as 10-9. Dana White agrees with me. The judges got it wrong. Usually when Dana White agrees with you about something, that's not a great sign, but in this case, I'm going to take it as validation that I am correct. Dana White also says TJ Dillashaw gets the next shot at Aljo, even though he thinks Jan was the rightful winner, which I think is weird if you thought the guy didn't actually win. The other guy should run it back, but... I think slash hope Aljo wins that fight with Dillashaw, but I'll give you more on that if that fight actually gets announced. Either way, I think Aljo and Jan are destined to run it back a third time at some point, and I will be excited to see it. Coming into the main event, Alexander Volkanovsky was a heavy favorite over the Korean Zombie, and in the fight it showed why. Zombie is a great fighter and a fan favorite, but Volkanovski right now is just on another level than everyone else in the featherweight division, with the exception of Max Holloway. I know that Max and Volkanovski have already fought twice and both times Volkanovski won a decision. I also will maintain that Max won the second fight, but that's neither here nor there. This fight with Zombie actually happened after Max had to pull out of the scheduled third fight and Volkanovsky needed a replacement opponent. Volkanovski looked great in this fight, like he was two steps ahead of Zombie the whole time. It was like Volk knew what Zombie would throw at him before it even occurred to Zombie that he should throw it. As the fight wore on, I actually started to hope the corner for Zombie would stop it, and eventually Herb Dean had seen enough, and he called the fight in the fourth round, mercifully. I was happy for Volkanovski as a fan of his and disappointed for Zombie as a fan of his, but that's just the way the fight game goes sometimes. It's hard to be a fan when you like both guys going into a fight you're gonna be disappointed for one of them and happy for the other. Volkanovski is already talking about a potential move to lightweight in the near future, and I think he could have success there, but he's definitely gonna be small for the division and that may give him some issues, but I'll wait until that move is officially announced to break down what I think will happen against the different top guys at 155. For me though, it would be great if Volkanovski would do me the small favor of fighting Max a third time before he moves up. I really want to see that fight again, and I think we'll be missing out as fans if it never happens, so if you're listening, Alexander Volkanovsky, do your boy a favor, fight Max a third time, also come on this show, and let's be best friends. Also, speaking of favors, if the UFC could do those of us on the East Coast a favor and not start a pay-per-view main card at 10 p.m. and then have it end at 2 a.m., that would be great. Maybe we can get like an 8 p.m. start once in a while, especially on a card with two title fights. And I guess that's a pretty small complaint to have about an otherwise great card. And this was a great card and I enjoyed it from beginning to end. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And I hope part of that enjoyment was me talking to you about it now. If you did enjoy this episode of the show, maybe do me a huge favor and share the show with one or all of your friends. If you're listening to this the day it comes out, you should know I have another episode coming later this week, which was a pretty fun interview that I just recorded, so please stay tuned for that. If you're listening to this in the future, uh, hello from the past, but there's always fun episodes coming out, so stay tuned for those too. Thank you all for listening, and I will see you next time.